What's up, RPG fans? Welcome to episode 20 of the Switch RPG Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Philip, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Gio. How's it going, sir? Hey, what's going on? How are you doing? Doing great. And we are joined tonight by special guest, Stealth. How's it going, man? Thanks for having me on. It's quite a big day for Switch and JRPGs. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah we're excited to talk about that. Um, so let's just jump right in. We've got a bunch of news to cover. Um, let's go first up. Uh, we've got a, a blog post from developer Ghostlight, um, and they they made a they made a blog post. And they're talking about how they are now um, officially able to develop for the Switch or, or and or port games to the Switch. So, uh, what do you guys think about sort of this? this news i did a little bit of a uh, little bit of research looking at their past ports that are listed on wikipedia um they've done a host of ports for shin megami tensei games um the legend of heroes uh, trails in the sky for the psp so what'd you guys think about them ported games for the switch stealth i'll let you uh let you being as you're the guest let you answer this first Sure. So this news actually kind of confused me a little bit at first because I, I, I'm not too familiar with Ghostlight, but what I did know is they did a lot of European localizations. So I wasn't sure if this was spe- specifically a European localization thing, but there was really no indication either way. But if they're Japanese JRPGs that wouldn't have otherwise been localized in both regions, the US and in Europe, then, then that's really great. Um, I'm just not sure um, to region like this news is for only because I know they do a lot of European stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but e- either way, it's it's more JRPGs for somebody. Yeah, the more the more the merrier. Now he was um, Phil was mentioning some of the stuff that they had done in the past. Now could that mean some sort of a port like uh, SMT port or um, a Trails port? I would certainly welcome that. Like you had mentioned, Stealth, just the fact that we're getting another JRPG, it's it's just incredible. It's awesome feeling. And that, that blog post does mention, they did say that they are currently porting a JRPG that they cannot announce what it is yet. So, yeah, I would, I would love either Persona 4 or 5. I'd welcome that for the Switch. Oh, yeah. I mean, are they big enough studio where they could maybe port over Persona 5? Maybe. Um, I think it's very likely maybe for them to pick up some Falcom games. Okay. Like Miss America's doing. They, they, they've they actually been picking up JRPGs from Japan, games that didn't have a Switch port in, in, in Japan, and actually doing that for America. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I can kind of see Ghostlight doing that as well, as taking maybe a JRPG that have a Switch SKU and, and bringing that over. Um. I, at, at this point, I think Atlas would do any Shin Megami Tensei game themselves. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, they're a big enough studio where they. Um, but but like that. for Falcom, there's just a big yeah. need. Even with NIS doing ease on Switch, there's just so much other stuff that like they can both like tag team it. Sure. Great, yeah. great. I think it's I think it's good news all around. Uh, before we jump into uh, technically more RPG stuff, uh, the uh, there was a Nindies highlight released today. Um, stuff. Did you did anything from the the Nindies thing jump out to you? And I tweeted about this. I was I was pretty shocked by Windjammers too. I, yeah. I know it's not a JRPG. Mm-hmm. I mean, I first of all, I wasn't expecting a sequel. Second of all, I wasn't expecting it to be Switch console exclusive because the when when they brought it back, it was literally it had like a pretty big spotlight at Sony's E3 conference. Um, I, I totally missed. I totally missed this, like the initial release. I don't know what happened, but I totally flew by my radar. Windjammers. That was really interesting. And then um, there's kind of like a Minecraftish game called Terraria. Yep. And for some reason, I thought that came to Switch already. 
No, I mean, the, the and I guess it, we have it is, didn't, you know, I, 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 I looked at like end shot a hundred times to see if I could see like a two or a, or some kind of like, cause I, I, I seriously thought it came to switch already. I think it's just everywhere else. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. those um, were the two games that, that really kind of grabbed me. Honestly, like I, I kind of like I had to leave for work like five minutes after it dropped. So like I kind of watched it very, very quickly. And then when I hit wind jammers, I kind of stuck on that for a long time. I was actually yeah. kind of the opposite where I didn't have any time at work to look at anything. And then as soon as I got home, I, I watched it. I was kind of just kind of coasting through most of it. And I, I will tell you when the wind jammers, not even wind jammers too, but when wind jammers was, was announced, I was like, Oh wait, this is something that I want. And then I thought that the aesthetic of wind jammers too looked pretty nice. Um, what uh, was the game? Bad North, I think uh, dropped today. I don't know if that was yeah. expected, but that was a, it's available now. So that was cool. I saw people on Twitter posting that they had already downloaded it. One game that really surprised me was Everspace. I I never thought that would be coming to the Nintendo Switch. That game just seems so graphically intense to be on the Switch console. So that was the bigger surprise for me. Um, but I mean, overall, I wasn't, nothing real, nothing else really blew me away, but it was just, you know, just having Everspace is, is kind of nuts. When, when, when you put this in the context that this is like the third, like, indie video from Nintendo this year, mm-hmm. crazy how much stuff there's still left to talk about. Oh, there's tons. There's a ton of stuff. There's a lot of, there's a lot of questions, that's for sure. A lot of things still left up in the air. Like, we still, just about Nintendo Online, just to change gears a little bit, Nintendo Online, we still don't know when that's officially going to happen. We have, you know, second half of September, which is still ambiguous. So we don't know anything about that. There's special offers. We don't know what special offers are. Uh, we have a decent list of the NES games, but we don't know, you know, once that list is done, we don't know what else is coming out. So, again, yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff still to come and open um, in the air. So it's awesome. Yeah, so um, back to RPGs. Uh, over um, last week, we had uh, a demo for Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate hit the eShop. The The uh, full game releases August 28th. Uh, Stealth, is this a game that's on your radar? I've, I've been a Monster Hunter fan since the PSP games. And, I, and, and as soon as this was announced for Switch, I, I pre-ordered it. Um, haven't played the demo because I I don't really like to play demos because I'd rather just play the full game when it comes out. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. The last Monster Hunter I, I really put a lot of time into was the one on Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, I put a ton of time into that, and I expect I'll put a ton of time into this. There's just a, a lot a lot of content in this game, so that, that, that's what I like. Uh, yeah, I I downloaded the demo. I haven't jumped into it. I'm kind of with, with you. The thing with demos for me is, I, especially if they don't carry over my my save, if they don't carry over content, then I don't really want to put time into something that I'm going to have to replay later. I don't know. I guess I'm just having to be very economical with my gaming time. So that's kind of why I don't touch demos typically. Uh, then Monster Hunter, I actually don't really have a long history with it. I jumped in with Monster Hunter World on PS4 but couldn't kind of take the it had to be stationary and you couldn't really drop in and out of that game very easily and so i said when i put monster hunter world down for the last time if this if if something like this came to switch i would get it immediately so i was very excited to see that this was coming um and i i I can't wait to play yeah i mean with me i don't have any history with monster hunter i've never really played it and i it's just something that just doesn't catch me. It doesn't really interest me much. Just something about, you know, again, I did play a little bit of the demo just to see maybe, hey, maybe this will pique my interest. Maybe it will get me into the game. And just, I don't know, the, the, there's a lot of loading loading screens, loading time. Um, the loading, something really stupid, but the loading time doesn't really match the aesthetic of what Monster Hunter the game looks like. It's just something that something like that that stupid just just bothers me. So you know, it, it, this may be a a pass for me to be honest. Uh, Stealth, are you worried at all about the um, the online side of things, um, or do you think that Nintendo Nintendo is going to have sort of that figured out uh, with with 
people being able to play online and stuff like that? Um, well, first of all, it's, it's important to remember that it's, it's $20. So, I mean, it's $20 for the entire year. And honestly, the, because of that, a lot of things can be forgiven. Um, and and honestly, smash, you know, I need it for Pokemon. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there, there's a lot of games where really it just doesn't matter because I know I'm going to need online for those games. Right. Sure, sure. You know, whatever, so it's really just like a means to an end. Yeah, I'll pay twenty dollars. I, I don't really necessarily care so much about the deals and all that. But yeah, I mean, look, if I need to pay twenty dollars to play games online, I'm not going to make a really big deal about it. It's just to me, it's kind of just there. Mm-hmm. It's not really like a major sticking point to me. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right, uh, big big news. Uh, from this past week is coming from Blizzard, and that's that Diablo 3 is officially coming to Switch. This is something that has been rumored and teased for a long, long time, and it just finally happened. So what are your guys' thoughts? You excited? Uh, you know, I, I, I <laughs> did sure. it too. And, you know, a lot of, like, I don't really play a lot of, like, PC series, and I'm, I'm using air quotes here. But I, I watch a lot of them on like YouTube, so like I followed Diablo. I've never played a Diablo. I don't really know. You know, I've watched like the random like Let's Play, right? Um, but you know, of, you know, I'm I'm just a Nintendo fanboy, I guess. Because when 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 I see like Ganondorf skins and and Link skins, that just that kind of like cements that I kind of need to play this game. I think <laughs> they gotcha. They gotcha. Like I, in an IGN had like multiple gameplay videos today and it looks like it runs great it looks great and has a ton of content so yeah i think this is gonna be a very very good game i'm, I'm excited for it. i'm i'm a huge path of exile fan and and being able to play on the go totally changes the game for me and having diablo being able to just take it you know people can jump in and out of the game it's 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 perfect and then they you know they Nintendo-fied it, you know. They added the Ganon skins. I, they the, the Link skin kind of got leaked. I th- I guess I, I'm not sure uh, if that'll be some sort of a microtransaction or you know maybe eventually you know they'll say here it is. They'll maybe they're still going to add a ton of stuff. Um, and that's kind of what I feel. And I and I've said this in the past with Dark Souls. I feel like that's why maybe they keep delaying it. That's just my opinion. That they're the Nintendo-fying it. They're going to add some some stuff in Zelda or Link seems perfect for that but yeah just having Diablo having that sort of action loop based uh, RPG perfect it's perfect Uh, now one of our listeners sent in a question and he asked that with the with this news of Diablo 3 coming to Switch do you think it could open the door to more Blizzard ports coming to Switch I mean, we've had uh, Hearthstone, I believe, has been kind of out there in the open. I think they said they they weren't going to do it, and then they're going to do it or something. Um, so maybe Hearthstone. I mean, that's a cheapo free to it's a free to play really uh, with with microtransactions. Um, what else does Blizzard have that they could bring over? Well, the big the big one, and uh, and stuff. I know that you tweeted about this a little bit that they are no longer denying that Over Overwatch could come. Um, okay, but. Yeah, they said it's feasible, and that you know they have no, they had nothing to say today, you know, which is kind of like wink, wink, hint, hint. We might have something to say it's at another point. Very Blizzardish. Yeah, but like the the director of of the Diablo port said that like specifically that this port is going to help with other Blizzard ports. Yeah, get a handle on uh, the I whole mean, system. I I don't know if anything is going to happen, but you know. There hasn't been a Blizzard game on Nintendo system in like 15 years. <laughs> it's been a while. It's big. It's big. It's big. They're they're a huge developer, and if if they could start uh, bringing some content to to the platform, then that that's a, a form of validation all on all on its of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, other other big stuff. Uh, Geo, you mentioned the Dark Souls remastered uh, that has been delayed, uh, but we did finally get a release date confirmed. 
for that. Again. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, GameSpot is uh, has has an article, and then it says that it's uh, available October nineteenth, uh, twenty eighteen. So you'll finally be able to. When was it actually released for the other stuff? For uh, for the like, other platforms, wasn't it May? <laughs> I feel like it was a long time ago. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not yeah. entirely sure. Um. And and so we're, we'll finally be able to play it on Switch. Do we have do we have any confirmation about uh, frames? Uh, is it going to be thirty frames per second, sixty frames per second? No, uh, I, 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 th- I think they confirmed it. Um, at least in hand, uh, maybe it's dock mode, but it's like nine twenty and sixty frames per second. So one of them is sixty frames per second. That's fine. I'm not, it could, could be both. I'm, I'm I'm not sure, but I know one of them is. Uh, so scrolling, actually skimming through the the GameSpot article here, it says um, the Switch version renders the game at 1080p resolution and 30 frames per second when docked and played on TV. So not sure about not sure about handheld. Yeah. So interesting. Now, Stel, what, what do you what do you guess or surmise is going on with Dark Souls? Why why we keep getting delays? I feel like this this happens. Quite a bit here. What do you think? Um, well, I think they had a well. The, the the base game was complete, and it's been complete for a long time. People who right. have played it, like at the convention, say, like, yeah, it's complete. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we do have a release date, and I'm pretty sure they're going to stick to it. It's in October, and they're and then they're they are going to delay that. Um, but apparently, there were some online issues that they had to iron out, which is unfortunate because honestly, I think if it released the same day as all the other ones, it might have sold better. Probably, yeah. I would. It'll, I would it'll still that. sell well, um, not as well as it maybe would have, but you know, I think there's a lot of people who just want to play that game handheld. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I agree. Great. Um, and now uh, we've got other um, uh, more news for for RPG stuff. Uh, we got a remaster of Grandia and Grandia Two. Uh, we're getting we're getting some of this rundown from NintendoEverything.com. Uh, Grandia and Grandia 2 HD um, is what it's going to be called. And they are older games that honestly I, I missed. Uh, I've sort of documented uh, quite extensively on this podcast that there are major gaps sort of in my RPG history that I'm now going back and re, uh, you know filling back in. And so the Grandia series is something that I've just never actually uh, dived into at all. Uh, but they are a little bit older games. Um, I think the first one was 1997, second one 2000. I think. Um, so we're getting we're getting those back. Um, Grandia, what about uh, what about this series for you, Stealth? I actually really like the series. Haven't played the games in a while. Probably just the most shocking news that I've had in a while because. First of all, it, it's it's kind of surprising, you know, when when we get these collections, they're not really exclusives. Mm-hmm. Like come to everything or come to two systems. Um, to have it again be like another Switch console exclusive is really crazy because I, I posted this like the only Grandia game that a Nintendo Systems ever got was on the Game Boy Color in 2000, and it was never localized. So like oh. Nintendo has no history with the series at all, really. Exclusively, they, they just and know that the Switch is a is an RPG machine. It's like perfectly that, RPGs. but like it's going to be playable at PAX. Like it's 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 coming out soon. It's that you know far. it's coming out winter of this winter. year. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, so what do you think? It was sorry. Go ahead. I thought Windjammer Two was like the craziest announcement of the day, and then this just <laughs> and then this wiped it out. Yeah, so I mean, okay, number 1 is is Grandia is that series was it super popular back when it when it first was out? No. Like I mean, I it, it I, was I never like this has never been on my radar. So it's never on like the Final Fantasy Pokémon Dragon Quest level, but it was on the Sui Koden level. Okay, you know, it was okay. kind of like a cult class, you know, it, it it sold well enough to get sequels. Um beloved by fans, but it was never like a huge sales success. Yeah, I don't. I don't have much history. I'm sorry, I don't have much history with this series at all. I just remember when it came out. This was supposedly going to be like the Final Fantasy killer. That's really. That's really all I remember about it. It, Yeah, it was never quite that. But (laughs) no, I mean, I mean, 
I, I'd say, I mean, Grandia 1, 2, and 3. I'm a little surprised that they didn't include 3 in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was on the PS2. They're all, like, really, really good games. Game was like a like it was a dungeon crawler side game on PS2. Not that great, but still okay. Um, but like Grandia 2 is the one that like all thinks very fondly of. Yeah, that's the one to play. Yeah, so I think I think the first the first interesting point here is just that it's happening because, like I said, I just never felt like this series was on anyone's radar to come back, and then for it to I come mean, back to, on Switch. JRPG announcements at PAX. I, I can't remember the last. I can't remember that ever happening, where we got a where and not not a localization, like actually getting the game. Like these 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 announcements are kind of reserved for like Famitsu or Tokyo Game Show or just right. a random like blog post in Japan, mm-hmm. not PAX. That mm-hmm. that that was what was shocking. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and it, it, and it's coming to switch in the winter, uh, which is when another, I'm pretty sure another, uh, another one of the remasters coming over uh, the tales of, uh, uh, tales of, um, Desperia. yeah, Desperia. so interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, and then finally, uh, Gio, you've got a, a, a little piece in here about Amazon prime. Um, I'm, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a, a beneficiary of prime. But uh, why don't okay. you why don't you kind of explain what's going on with, with with Prime? Yeah, essentially what they're doing, and it's coming up really really quick. I want to say it's in about a week or so. They're they're getting rid of the twenty percent off of pre orders, um, and they're adding instead of twenty percent off, they're giving you a ten dollar credit, which you have to use uh, in sixty days. So there's a even on that there's a time limit. So they're they're following along with the. Uh, the gamers club with best buy did so they're no longer on offering that discount which kind of stinks it was obviously it was an incentive to purchase the game wherever that discount was so i think right now is GameSpot uh GameStop even doing it anymore i think they're still honoring the the members who had signed up before the cut it off but okay. uh yeah as far as i know they're not not accepting like so we're, we're not getting discounts anywhere anymore um, so it's just been a really weird news day today. We had the Nindies highlight thing. Uh, we have Grandia. Then we have Amazon and Netflix is now showing commercials. It's just, I'm all flustered. I can't handle today right now. Yeah, we usually don't get too much game news on Mondays. So it's no. kind of rare. <laughs> and to get like this much is... No, no. Yeah, yeah, because we normally, because we always record Monday night, so we usually don't have like something of that day to talk about. And now it's just like our, yeah, our our dark just kind of got flooded all of a sudden. Um, except for the, the, I think the 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 original Nintendo Online announcement was like a Monday night right before we recorded, which was yeah. really weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. So that that's all the news for this week. Uh, and Seth will just keep you on for just a few more minutes to answer a couple of listener questions here. Um, and, uh, the first is from, uh, our listener, Captain Vulgar. Um, and he asks, what are y'all's top three games of 2018 so far? And how would you rate them? Uh, stealth based off of your oh. Twitter feed. I kind of, I kind of feel like you where some of this my is going. Number one is, yeah. Um, number one is Octopath Traveler. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, just finished, I haven't beaten like the you know every JRPG has like you know a secret dungeon and the and the final 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 boss. I haven't done that yet, but I, I've beaten like a lot of like the hidden bosses and oh, it is it I, I don't know it, it, it like transported me back to like that SNES era. It was it was so good. Yeah. Games I played this year. Well, I'm in the middle of Captain Toad and I've been tweeting about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, not a yeah. JRPG, kind of like a puzzle game, and mm-hmm. and 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 not particularly a hard one. Just something that is really nice to play after a game like Octopath Traveler where I died, you know, <laughs> it's, um, what else have I played this year? I, oh, I played so much. I can't even, uh, we're in the same boat. Yeah. Uh, Gio, Gio, no, I, I played, you know, I, I, I played DK tropical freeze. I played Bayonetta when it came to switch. Um, I'm looking through my stack of games to jog my memory of what I, replayed at ease i re- I replayed zelda again i've been replaying a lot of like classic games but really 
in in terms of what my favorite game is right now, it's Octopath. Um, when Smash Brothers come comes out, all bets are off. Sure. <laughs> that that's going that, that's going to be my favorite game of the year. There's so um, much content in that game; it's unbelievable. Kind of crazy how much there is, but yeah, like I mean, I, I, it's definitely Octopath right now. Yeah. So so real quick, in general, what because uh, you, you mentioned it tra- is it really transported you? What for Octopath was like your 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 your, your top favorite things about that game? What really spoke to you specifically about Octopath Traveler? Um, probably the battle system. The the battle system is one of the best turn based battle systems. Um, it actually combines Final Fantasy X's ability to see characters' turns. It has a lot of the bravely default stuff where you can like your attacks um, to get more attacks later on. Um, mm-hmm. it, it has a lot of interesting stuff with that Shin Megami Tensei uses where you have to find specific weaknesses. Okay. It's kind of a combination of like, to me, all the best like JRPG battle systems. Yeah. 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 Uh, something that I mentioned last week when we were talking about it is, um, I guess going in to talk specifically talking about the battle system going in, I was concerned with them giving you essentially everything you needed in terms of here, you know, here are the weaknesses here are how you defeat these things i was concerned it was going to be too easy and boy i was i was delightfully wrong because it's yeah, it the game make is it easy. not now the game is not easy at all and even though like one of your characters by default is like normally like five to ten levels over the others because they're permanently in your party yeah um yeah it's really not like the bosses in particular are really brutal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh but they all have well because they all have team attacks so they they all attack every party at once and then a lot of times they can attack twice in a row so if you're not careful they can like wipe your entire party yeah rather quickly uh but but then something that i really sort of respected about the boss fights is that i could just get my my tail you know handed to me on on the first try but i i it clicks with me what the strategy was and so then whenever i try it again it's not quite it's difficult, and and I'm able to, and I'm able to really have that moment of of victory. So it's not just brutally hard to the point of being unfair, but it is like, oh wait, I just need to understand what it is here. Um, and so I really like that about it because it, it you know too often we we get like either difficulty spikes or just like difficulty for difficulty's sake. And I feel like it was very fair with its difficulty, and it just sort of relied on you to figure it out. Hmm. Phil, what do you got for your uh, your top? Um, Octopath is up there for me. Uh, I would say, yeah. and I'm going to count this all as one game, um, especially because there is a skew with all in one. But Banner Saga for me, uh, that game um, really clicked with me. Uh, Stealth, you talked about how Octopath Traveler, it was just kind of checking all the boxes that you needed. Uh, for me, Banner Saga was just a, a game where that world, those characters, the way that the story is told, the music, all of that was just checking all the boxes for me. Um, I, and I love the, you know, the choices system and, uh, how the consequences of those choices are portrayed in, in that world. So Banner Saga has got to be up there for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Octopath is, is, is a, I guess the pretty, um, popular answer. I would say Octopath was, was a good, good for me this year. Uh, but I also like battle chasers, battle chasers, uh, you know, um, for what it was, it was it was perfect. It wasn't very it wasn't a very long game, but you could certainly sink a lot of time in it. The animation was really cool. The music was awesome. Again, it's just that was for me that was a kind of an under uh, underappreciated, underrated game. I think, um, and also yeah, I've actually... um, I am drinking Snapple, and the Snapple fact, Stealth. I hope you're listening still. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt had a pet bear while he was in office. So, just uh. Just a little fact for everyone. You're welcome. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, I actually have wanted to play like the Banner Saga games, and it's interesting that like the first two came out in May, and like the third one came out in July. So like they didn't wait too long to get them all out in the system. Um, what are they? Strategy RPGs, kind of. Yeah, like, yeah, I've, yeah, I've kind of seen pictures of it. Yeah, there's so many indie, so many like download only games that I, I need to play on Switch. It's it's getting out of hand. Yeah, and they do they do uh, they do have the physical copy of the trilogy, 
So there is that. But yeah, it is, you know, that grid based uh, tactical RPG. Um, and they do some of the things, some things with the combat that I kind of had not seen from other tactical RPGs, um, like with the way that your um, sort of the health reserves work um, mixed with like the armor reserves. Um, and, you know, certain attacks do damage to one thing but you got to damage the other thing in order to bring that one down and so it's, it's yeah it's, it's 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 really cool um great all right so last question from the listener uh we have, we've got one from paul nichols and he asks uh what do you think would be the first mmorpg on the switch and how do you think it might go um well there there's well there's already an mmo rpg it was saying it if there was one, because there is one, um, is on Switch and it's actually pretty successful. Oh, say that, um, say, say Japan, that one again. I'm sorry, you cut out for a second. What, what what's the name of it? In Quest Ten. Okay, okay, but it, that's in Japan. Uh, that's that's a Japan only. Okay. It is an MMORPG. Like Square's like most successful game ever, actually. Um, it, but if I have to say, I mean, if, if another one came, it would probably be Final Fantasy XIV mm-hmm. because they've actually been talking about getting it onto the system. I think if one would, it would probably be that. Okay. And, uh, I mean, you think with infrastructure and everything, like it, it would be, it, it would do, it would do really well. I mean, Dragon Quest X has already seen multiple expansions on the Switch and okay. I, you don't hear anything about it. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Mm. Perfect. Yeah, proof is in the pudding. All right, cool. Um, and uh, Geo, you got you got any one last thing you want to add with stealth here? Um, with stealth here, actually, uh, one thing I want to say: he is a great follow on Twitter. I I rarely find you saying anything negative. You know, you say things that are negative, but you're never like inflammatory. You're never anything like that. You're such a positive person to follow on Twitter, and I. And I so much appreciate that because a lot of times, you know, people, they gain this following and it's all because of, you know, you know, like I said, they're inflammatory. They're trying to drum up the crowd, but you, you don't do that. You're, you're, you're positive. You're a Nintendo fan. I absolutely, absolutely love it. Thank you. And I really do appreciate that. And to be fair, I wasn't always like that. Um, You know, you, (laughs) you you know, when you're on Twitter a long time, you kind of learn, what you can do and necessarily what doesn't work so well um but yeah i mean the longer i've been on twitter just you know really the more i just enjoy talking with other people about nintendo about rpgs too that's even better yeah yeah all right stealth well thank you so much for coming on man uh we really really appreciate it and uh just keep keep doing the great work all right yeah it was my pleasure to come on thanks again have a good night all right, uh, and once again, we do want to thank Stealth for coming onto the show, uh, covering our new segment and our listener questions segment. Uh, but now, Geo, it's just you and me again, and let's cover what have we been playing this week? Because actually, we didn't even go over that last week because we had a guest on then. Mm-hmm. So, and I didn't even dress fancy for today. No, you didn't. Totally, you didn't. I totally didn't. You did. I mean, all Drop I had was stripes, ball. and you told you told me not to wear stripes. So, oh like, yeah, yeah, that, that's the only thing I have in my wardrobe. So, you know, whatever. Dang man, dang. Uh, all right, uh, Geo. The past two weeks, what have you mm-hmm. been playing? What what, what you been up to? Well, I've been doing let's plays um, for the YouTube site. I've been doing Hand of Fate two, as well as Salt and Sanctuary. Um, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to stop Salt and Sanctuary because I will lose the rest of my remaining four hairs on the top of my head from playing that game. Okay? If anyone's even watched it, first of all, thank you for watching it. But I I, I don't want to say I breezed through the first boss, but I played through the first boss and I, and I didn't die. I th- I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a pro. Okay? So I get through the first boss and then I eventually, you know, I work through it and I get to a second boss or actually even before that, I am dying all the time. Like, all the time. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I feel like I'm doing something wrong. You ever play a game like that where you just, you're cruising along and you just keep, you just keep messing up, you keep dying, and, and you're like, what am I doing wrong? I have no idea what I'm, I have no idea what I'm doing. I feel like so lost. So I must have died from the same bosses, the same traps, the same 
Same ever. I'm dying by little minions out there. Anyways, I'm sorry. I have to stop playing that game. Okay, maybe at some point I'll I'll get back into it. Um, but Scott Studios, I donated the money to you because I'm sorry. I can't play that game anymore. <laughs> so I'm going to continue with Hand of Fate. Um, I've also, um, I have Flipping Death. Um, okay. I okay. kind of started playing that. And I think I'm going to actually do a Let's Play on that for a side quest. You know, kind of something a little different um, instead of RPGs. So that's kind of the next game I'm playing, but I'm still waiting for Divinity Original Sin. That game has me so hyped. I'm so excited for that game. It looks really good. I mean, I know it's been out for a while on Steam, but Steam, yeah. haven't, I, I didn't play it on there. Man, it's like the perfect pen and paper experience on, on screen. And I know Pathfinder Kingdom, I think it's Kingdom Come, I think that's the name, which is direct derivative of Pathfinder, the pen and paper game, doesn't hold a candle to divinity original sin they it's it's it looks so good and i can't wait to play it so that's kind of what's on my radar right now so great uh i've had quite the couple of weeks playing games uh i must say i've been playing i've been playing (laughs) uh so i finished banner saga 3 and still haven't quite recovered and working working through writing the review now for that uh what <laughs> uh for those uh audio listeners i just gave two thumbs up so uh yeah fantastic phenomenal aside from that what have i been playing well i downloaded both the demo for monster hunter and the demo for Val- uh, valkyria chronicles 4 uh completely to be completely frank i've never played a valkyria chronicles game Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, doing, doing a little bit of reading into the series, it doesn't seem like I really kind of have to have played the previous games to play the fourth one because of sort of where it's set and everything. So jumped into that. Uh, that is one where the demo, your demo save will carry over. You can port it back, you can port it over. So that means that I'm free to play the demo because you know, I, I don't like replaying content. Um, uh, it may it may be a bit before I get this game. I don't know if I'll get it actually on launch, but I had a lot of fun with it. You know, after playing Banner Saga, I was kind of feeling the tactical strategy. You know, yeah. So uh, so yeah, there's that. Speaking of tactical and strategy, I started a game called Ark the Lad. Have you ever heard of this, Geo? Say say what? Ark the Lad. Is is that on like uh, the Commodore Six? What is that? Uh, gosh, uh, the original, I don't remember what it was originally released on, uh, but Ark the Lad, I believe one and two were both released on a very old console and then a collection was ported to the PS one in 2000, I think. Uh, what made, what made you want to play that? Looking through old PS one games and, uh, I I read that that's sort of a kind of sought out like that's it's becoming a rare and a rare collection and I found mm-hmm. a good deal on it so I just jumped on it and I got it and uh, started playing some of the first game interesting art style you can te- you can definitely tell tell um, that when it released like when this collection released in two thousand if they touched up the visuals at all it was very minimally uh, because it looks like a really old game. Um, okay. and I mean, when you start thinking about games that were coming out in 2000, you know, that was, that's, that's when we're getting, uh, you know, Final Fantasy 10 and we're, you know, we're getting close to that. So, um, right. When was Final Fantasy 10? And uh, now that I said that it was 2000, that, that sounds some, about right. 2001. I, I, I may have been wrong on that. I, I was thinking it was 2001 was when Final Fantasy 10 came out. But regardless, we're, we're, we're past that. I mean, we're past that Final Fantasy 9 era and Final Fantasy 9, you know, looked, really good and um it, it just it looks like a it looks like a an snes era on a what i'm sorry snes perfect thank you okay. uh, and yes i'm sorry final fantasy was released july 19 2001 <laughs> oh yeah all right You're on i'm point. i'm right once so I, i'm gonna be wrong for the next month but anyway so uh been playing that been continuing uh tales of fantasia I took a pause on Tales of Fantasia to play Tales of Destiny, which was the second one because that was actually officially released in the U.S. Got a copy of that. 
really loving Tales of Destiny. I, I'm enjoying Tales of Fantasia, but I'm really, really enjoying Tales of Destiny. Um, so there's that. I have also... Holy cow. <laughs> I've also fallen back into love with Final Fantasy Twelve. Seven. Twelve. Twelve. Uh, I remember enjoying this game a lot, and I've played it several times without beating it. I've gotten extremely far into that game multiple, multiple times. And I always remember really, really liking it. I like the battle system. I like how sort of open it feels. I like how yeah. automated it feels because you get to control that automation. I think that that's, there is a, an, an immense amount of strategy in that, uh, you know, so it doesn't really hurt my feelings that I'm not actually like selecting the skills on the battlefield because I'm doing all the preparation beforehand. I think that's really cool. Does it, um, I, I haven't played that game in a long time. Does it almost feel like what Xenoblade does? Kind of. <sighs> That's an interesting that's an interesting comparison. Um you're still I would say in Zidoblade you're still being a little bit more active because you're okay. you're going through, you know, you're you're pressing the actual attack buttons. Now to your point, pressing the attack buttons doesn't actually really make for engaging combat. It's very very repetitive. Right. Um but you're right in that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is all about paying attention to what your party members are doing and what you're doing and making sure everything times out correctly. So in that sense, it is it is very it's a very interesting comparison. I'm glad yeah, that you it, brought that it, up. Like it's something it's, I've never thought about. It's been a while since I played 12 and and I and when I played it, I never really played that much of it. Um but from what I remember and just kind of thinking back, it reminded me of what Xenoblade did. You know what? Honestly, the way that the world is set up reminds me a lot of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Now that, now that you're mentioning it, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the sort of the wider open areas, it's not, it's not open world, but it does have, it, it does sort of alleviate that corridor feeling by giving you sort of wide spaces. You're to explore, right? Tracking back a lot. So it doesn't feel like you're going from point A to point Z. It's like point A to B to A to C to B to D to E to B to D, you know. So it's a lot of alphabets, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually pretty impressed with myself for doing that. So I'm <clears throat> I'm I'm I would say neck deep in the Final Fantasy twelve uh, wow. playthrough Good again. For you. So Good for you. Yeah, it's been a great it's a great it's been a great two weeks of gaming. Um very cool. And I'm excited. I'm excited uh, to eventually get into Monster Hunter. See, and, and and I touched on this before. Something that loading screen bothers me so much. Like I remember, what did I play it for? I think I have it for the Wii U. And Stealth mentioned this when I first encountered the first loading screen. I'm like, all right, well, I just jumped into this area, and I'm already into a loading screen, and the loading screen totally just didn't match the aesthetic of what the monster hunter world looks like and then you know i'm chasing i'm chasing the the monster and then i'm hitting another loading screen i'm like wow this is like it's it's really it was really jarring to me to continuously hit a loading screen and and apparently that's what they all do and and again i'm kind of new to the monster hunter thing but it's just i can't that bothers me so much that i don't think that it's something i'm gonna get into We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how I how I fare. I really enjoyed Monster Hunter World. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I think the game fits well portably, which kind of goes back to its roots anyway. So yeah, um, yeah, great couple of weeks of gaming, man. Wow, this is you, good. Were, you were on fire. I was on fire. Uh, and honestly, finishing Banner Saga three, I took a long moment and was like, "Do I play the other two again now?" <laughs> I mean, and I was right seriously considering it. I mean, you can you can play it totally different, right? Because your 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 choices matter, mm-hmm. and they affect the story in the long run. So you could definitely have a totally different outcome, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, the, I mean, and there's a decision at the end of the first game that make like because of the way that I played the end of the first game. There was a whole the second game essentially has two versions. 
and I've only played, I've only ever played one version. Uh, so now I could go and play the other version, but the problem is I'm so attached to the version that I played. I don't know if I can ever bring myself to, to do it another way. I, I don't know that. I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. You know? And of course your the version you played is the right version. So yeah. Would, oh why yeah. Wanna, yeah. Why would, why would you want to change that? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you know what time it is? Uh, we do this this every time. Do you not have a clock in your 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 place there? Oh, it's actually a lot earlier than it normally is. So it is a little early. It's 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 eight forty nine. But thank you, thank you for asking. But what to... time is it really? Let me look. Let me look. It's side quest time. Side quest time. Cue the Sorry music. That... Sorry if that was cheesy, but deal with it. It's cheesy every single week. <laughs> All right, Gio, this week on SideQuest, hit me with it. All right, so this week on SideQuest, we have, if you could instantly become an expert in something, what would it be? Snap of a finger, what is it going to be? Whoa, did you? Yeah, I just, became, I just became the expert. Okay, oh, sorry, I thought it was Thanos, and I just totally just <laughs> <Yeah>. annihilated you. <laughs> if, if I were decent at Photoshop... If somebody is very decent at Photoshop, <laughs> please take the moment where Gio snaps his fingers and then do the the particleized thing of me. <laughs> please, somebody do that for the love of God. Um, I, I mean, I can take this, or you can take it. it it's up. It's up to you. All right, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. Um, okay. All right. So, instant expert, I would become a linguist. A linguist. A linguist. So, Someone who can expl- speak like 40 languages and read and understand like 40 languages. Like how many languages does it take for you to be a linguist? Is it just more than one? I mean, technically, I guess just like more than one. Yeah. Sweet. Because, I'm a linguist. Because, I mean, if it were just one, I feel like I'm, yeah, I may not portray this on the podcast, but I mean, <laughs> I do have a degree in English and I teach English. So like I'm pretty adept in my language. So I'm assuming in order to be a linguist, you'd have to be at least another one. Uh, but I okay. don't know. I don't know. But I would want to be a linguist that was like 15 to 20 languages. I mean, something like impressive, you know? That is That would definitely be impressive. Something like superhuman. Um, but here's the reason why. Because you may be over there, dear listener, on the other side of you know your, your, your headphones. And you're maybe thinking, what a lame what a freaking lame for choosing a linguist. Well, let me tell you this. My hero growing up, my l- fictional hero growing up was none other than Milo James Thatch of Disney's Atlantis. Okay. <laughs> I watched that movie over and over and over again because he was my actual hero. And I was convinced as a young lad, which is dating me here, meaning yeah, I'm fairly young, but I was a young lad when that movie came out. And uh, Mm -hmm. I was convinced that I was going to be the one to find the lost city of Atlantis. And um, I just thought it was so cool that he like was a linguist and therefore like could, theoretically like learn this other lost language just because he knew how other languages work. I was Mm. like, this guy is a G. So there's mine and the backstory behind it. So beat that geo (laughs) beat that. I mean, that that would be pretty cool. I mean, I would have chosen like, I don't know, like an Indiana Jones or Nicholas cage. He was my Indiana Jones, you know, just something like that. Um, all right. Well, for me, and I, th- I want to say I've talked about this in previous episodes, but my favorite occupation, um, not occupation, it's the word I'm looking for. My favorite type of character in a, in a game is um, are blacksmiths. I would absolutely love to become a blacksmith, forging things and and fire. You know, I, I have the beard. I feel like I, I'm halfway there, right? 
Yeah. Literally, so, if you just took off your hat right now and put on an apron, I mean, I'm I couldn't tell smith. the difference. Yeah, couldn't tell the difference. Well, no, I mean, it would, I would be like a totally different person. Yeah, 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 yeah. So sure. you might you might be like, who is that over yeah, there? Yeah, Right, okay. So, yeah, just like making swords, making armor, making things that are like, like they're so freaking cool to me. And I've always been interested in in kind of making things. Even as a young lad, I would make <laughs> I would make like you know um, carve things out of from wood, you know, with a knife. Uh, um, I, obviously, I, I didn't own a forge when I was younger, but I, if I could, I would definitely have made some cool stuff. So, so what? So what we've learned from this episode is that as young lads, the difference <laughs> in our childhood is that. Gio was making and carving things, and I was making up languages and writing them <laughs> down in notebooks and pretending to l- learn f- the Phoenician alphabet. Okay. Well, I mean, that's one of us got made fun of on the playground. It, it was pro- it was me for sure. It was me because I'm telling you right now, when you played games as a kid, and you're you're in a different generation than I am. When you played games as a kid. In my generation, it was looked at very differently. You were looked at, you know, the nerd. You were look, and being a nerd was like that was the worst insult ever. You, you know, watch a terrible '80s movie now. You know, they call them nerds. They call them squares. They call them dorks. All that stuff. Four but now eyes. all that, yeah, all that stuff is like it's so cool now. Now but people I mean, are literally wearing fake glasses. Yeah, to and look Gio, like me. Geo had to sacrifice to get people to that place. On on. Believable, and that and that really bothers me. It's, it bothers me so much. Like <laughs> we stumbled across another side quest. <laughs> oh my god, that bothers me. Like I've I've said it before. The word gamer just irritates me to to high hell. But I mean, the fact that I had to suffer as a kid, you know, playing my video games and then going outside playing hockey and then getting made fun of because I played video games and I didn't speak English and, and all this stuff. It just. It was a tough life, man. It was tough. There you go. And I grew up in a pretty bad city. You know, I, I you know, I'm from New England. I didn't grow up in Boston, but if you're familiar with the Massachusetts or New England, you know, you have Boston, you have Brockton, and then you have a New Bedford and Fall River. Fall River is actually where I grew up. And if you're familiar with Fall River, if you're familiar with Lizzie Borden, are you do you know who Lizzie Borden is? Anyway, she murdered her her parents. Um any, and that and that's the city I grew up in. Um, so, short little history on my city, um, but it's it's a terrible city. I hate it, and I, I'm out of there now, which is perfect. But it made me who I am. Look, this is just all I'm saying. Though this is all I'm saying. I'm still hung up on. <laughs> I this. just rambled. I'm still hung up for... on this. <laughs> if we were on the playground and we were the last two to be chosen for, say, dodgeball, okay, okay. Is you, you and me. And they're like, all right, which of these two nerds are we going to choose next? Show us what you got. You pull out this sword that you created in your garage. <laughs> you hammered that sword out of a, a chunk of metal. And then I give them this flimsy binder full of dead language alphabet stuff <laughs> that I, I kept through like my pre, pre-tens wait, era. Wait. Time out before you before someone gets picked here. Did you really have a binder filled with languages like that? Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. I don't know. Yeah. Traced them out of encyclopedia. Oh my god. And those were the ones that actually existed, not the ones that I created, which was a different binder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you would definitely get picked. <laughs> uh, not only that, but then I would get like I I would be the one to get like shoved off the the monkey bars or something, you know. Oh man. We were picked on as kids. It happens. There we go. But, well, that that got vulnerable quick. <laughs> <laughs> but now I just play, I uh, just play and write about video games. So now I'm cool. Whatever. And you're better than those people that knock you off the monkey bars. <laughs> just like I'm better than the losers that you know made fun of me for playing games. Uh, whatever. Why do you that, think? Why do you think gaming has sort of become cool? It's I don't know. It's just become pop culture. Um, I I don't know why. I I think with the the invention of the 
information superhighway, the the internet, if you will. Um, it's what normal people would call it. Oh, my apologies. Um, I think with the invention of that and kind of you know YouTube and watching people play, it just it's it's just gained all sorts of popularity and um games are good man they they tell so people are latching on because they can tell a good story they can occupy your time from you know whatever is going on out there um why people didn't see it before i don't know i have no idea it was new it was something new i still think it's in its infancy you still think it's in its infancy Mm -hmm. really yeah i really do um i think i think i think it's, it's going to grow a lot yeah yeah i mean it, it can only grow right i mean i mean when it starts being like now we're really going off on a tangent when it starts being something like say for example hollywood where they really don't i feel like there's very few and few original pieces of content out there and when we get to that point then video games will certainly be in trouble but i don't i don't know that we're there quite yet but, you know, hopefully we never get to that point. There you go. There you go. That was. I mean, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to rip on PlayStation, <laughs> but a lot of their, sorry, a lot of their content, their exclusives, they they all, they're awesome. Don't get me wrong. You mm-hmm. know, visually stunning. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. But they all feel the same to me. They all really? visually. And look like they play the same. Really? Team. Okay. Really? Really? Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. Which I'm is sorry. different, which is different from all of Xbox's shooters. So. Well, Xbox doesn't really have exclusives. So you can't <laughs> yeah. Even... <laughs> yeah. You can't, can't rip on it. The, all their exclusives don't play the same. Cause there's just one exclu- exclusive. It's just one. It's, it's state just of decay. One. Yeah. And I don't even know what else. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then eventually Halo when that comes back. If that ever. Yeah. <laughs> Path of Exile. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Which is essentially like a Diablo clone, so whatever. Yeah. Anyways, anyways. We got really off the rails there. That's what side quests are for. I don't even know yeah. if we finished that one. What was that? What was the original thing? It was oh, be an expert. Yeah. Well I yeah, think yeah, no. yeah, we, we finished that. We killed it. That was good. Killed it. All right. Well, I think we also just killed the the entire episode here that was that was great uh that's okay we've done a lot worse <laughs> we have done a lot worse yeah that's great uh thank you so much for listening everybody and special thanks to stealth for coming on on uh, the first half of the episode and uh hanging out with us and answering some questions uh it's always great to sort of get his insight on stuff he's 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 great like um like geo said uh while he was still here it's a great follow on twitter uh it's positive and um just you know great person like you know, Twitter can be tough, right? Twitter mm-hmm. can be, it can really get you down sometimes. And so to find those people in specifically in the video game in- industry that, um, that you you read their stuff and it doesn't drag you down further, uh, that's few and far between. So yeah. highlight, highlight the ones when you can. Yeah. I, 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 I put them on the level of pair at IGN. And for me, that's a really high, high level, you know, with, uh, with Nintendo whites on, on Twitter. I, I really appreciate what pair does. And I also appreciate what, what stealth does. So that's just my opinion. And we value your opinion, Gio. No, you go. Don't. You can make, look, look in this podcast, in this safe space, you can make all the swords you want and all the, <laughs> uh, all the horseshoes, and um, no one's gonna judge whatever, me. whatever. Yeah. Shields. Um, Sweet. if you, if you're, if you're in Skyrim, uh, iron daggers, okay. uh, all 8,000 of them. Oh yeah. man, I'm gonna be level one million. You just you wait. <laughs> All right, they, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Remember, uh, you can catch this podcast each and every Wednesday on your favorite podcasting app or straight from our website at switchrpg.com. And uh, if you're listening on an app, please give us a rating and a review. If you'd like, if it's five stars, we'll be sure to read it on the show. You can head over to Patreon.com/slash/SwitchRPG if you'd like to throw us a buck or two that'd be very very appreciated and remember if you do want to be a part of the show you can send your questions through our new uh question form and we really appreciate the questions that we got this week two of the questions came straight through the form um and that is uh switchrpg.com slash podcast so 
Um, that would be greatly appreciated. You just fill in your question, put in your name, and hit submit, and it does all the work for you. So uh, we appreciate that. And remember, finally, you can head over to SwitchRPG.com for all of your Nintendo Switch RPG needs. I could not have butchered that sentence anymore. Thank you. <laughs> remember, as we're leaving, until next time. Disney's Atlantis was the greatest Disney movie ever. I disagree. It was National Treasure. Also a good win. Thank you and good Thank night. You. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>